Welcome to the Kumbaya Podcast, the whole woman's resource. I am Dr. Amanda Shipley, a pelvic physical therapist who is passionate about prevention and supporting women along their holistic health journey. Today I'm speaking with Caitlin Sampson, clinical nutritionist and owner of True Food and Wellness in Smyrna, Georgia. We discuss her new cookbook, what she has learned since becoming a mom, and the top things she recommends we all can do to prevent disease. Visit me at kumbayallpodcast.com if you would like to check out the show notes for this episode. We will have links to Caitlin's website and the resources she refers to during our conversation. Enjoy! Well, Caitlin, thank you so much for joining me today. I am so excited to have you here with me on the podcast. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm so excited. (laughs) Um, I'd love to start by having you tell us a little bit about your story. Okay, sure. Um, So I actually have quite a health history, so I'll try to be concise with this. Um, But really, it all started back to when I was a child. I just remember being about five years old and being in a lot of joint pain. And now I grew up up in Western New York, Buffalo area. So as you can imagine, cold, cold winters. And that's when the joint pain seemed the worst. So we just assumed, you know, my family and I assumed that it was the cold weather that was causing that. Um, But later I learned that I did have a pretty significant issue of rheumatoid arthritis. Um, I do come from a family of seven kids. So I'm one of the youngest. And at that point, it's no fault to my parents, but it was kind of like, they've seen everything. You're okay. (laughs) Brush it off. So, um, I just kind of dealt with it. I know that sounds crazy, but you know, you just kind of think some of these things are just normal. So fast forward to when I was a teenager, I actually had a lot of gallbladder issues for about a year. I had significant pain. That was my gallbladder, but I didn't know. We just thought it was indigestion. Mm. So I was taking the Maalox and drinking that down. And um, of course, eventually that only helped um, so much. And I ended up in the emergency room one night with pancreatitis. Wow. One of the gallstones was passing into my pancreas, causing significant inflammation. And I remember it was probably about two in the morning and I just woke up throwing up and couldn't stop and the pain was so severe and nothing was making the pain go away so went up to my mom the doctor um she called the doctor and he said it's probably her appendix bring her to the emergency room right now well it turns out it was pancreatitis and they did say if i would have waited any longer i would have been dead because it was pretty um serious so i had my gallbladder out about a, a month later after that inflammation went down in the pancreas and um you know, at that point, it was kind of like, okay, well, now I can keep eating what I was eating. And, you know, I feel a lot better. Um, fast forward, though, maybe another 10 years from there, I had significant digestive issues that I attributed to my gallbladder being out. But mm-hmm. um, I can say that um, I no longer have those issues. Um, so I know it wasn't just from the gallbladder being taken out, but it was also from the way I was eating. So significant digestive issues. Um, and then I ended up, um, kind of the, the straw that broke the camel's back was that I didn't get a menstrual cycle for over a year. Hmm. And at this point, you know, I've, I After knew you something. had already started your period, then it went away or you, you were late in getting it. Yeah. I just, um, no, it was just non-existent. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it would, it would come maybe a little bit, but it was not like a real period. And it, it just, 
yeah. you know, was not coming back. And I, I didn't know what was going on. Mm. Um, so my mom had said, you really need to go to the doctor, figure out what's going on. And um, long story short, they said I probably had polycystic ovarian syndrome and they prescribed birth control, which made me really, really sick. Mm. And I just couldn't take it anymore. And I said, I'll just hope that things normalize. So my sister was seeing a natural health practitioner who was helping her a lot. And she said, you know what? You should really come see him to mm -hmm. see if he can help you. And at that point, I was so desperate. I was willing to try anything. And so I did. And I knew if his program was going to work that I would get my period back. Mm -hmm. And I did. Eight weeks later, I followed through to a T with what he recommended. Yeah. And I just realized, oh my gosh, you know, I thought I was eating healthy. Mm -hmm. I grew up on a farm eating tons of fruits and vegetables. We hardly went out to eat. But there were still a lot of foods I was very, very sensitive to that were stressing my body out. And um, I was a huge sugar addict, I realized. That was a huge problem for me. And he helped me realize that and start to get on the path to healing. And all the other issues that I had went away. No more digestive issues. And I mean, the digestive issues are pretty significant where, you know, it would be like, I need a bathroom now. Yeah. <laughs> it was very embarrassing. I felt like I couldn't go anywhere without this fear of where's the bathroom. Right. Uh, now I can go anywhere. I can travel anywhere. And, you know, I look back like, where would I be, you know, today if I didn't fix things then? Mm -hmm. Um, and my anxiety went away. Um, my fatigue, I forgot to mention that terrible, terrible fatigue. Now I was a fitness director and here I am in the middle of the day wanting to just crash and take Aww. a nap. And I'm sure a lot of people listening can relate to that afternoon crash. Yes. You need the coffee, you need the chocolate. That's always what I did. Mm -hmm. And eventually I got to the point where I didn't have that crash anymore. Mm. So there was a lot of healing that took place. I, I just valued having energy so much because I'm one that likes to get stuff done. Mm -hmm. And um, my energy improved. My joint pain went away. And this is where I realized I was naturally healing myself from rheumatoid arthritis Yes, by, you know, the main goal of just trying to get my period back. But the body heals as a whole. Mm -hmm. So all the issues that I had no longer existed in time. And it took time. But the body, I feel, heals pretty quickly and I was able to see some signs of things progressing in the right direction. Yeah. So long story short, that's my health history of, of, you know, why I went back to school for nutrition to get a master's in clinical nutrition because I knew that I had to share this with others and help other people because it's just no way to live. You know, we want that good quality of your life. Yeah. And so now for people who don't know you, you have a private practice in Smyrna, Georgia. Um, Correct. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, or? yeah. So I started my own business after I got my master's degree, again, just because that passion was there to share this with others. Um, and I do work definitely with women who have hormonal imbalances, um, polycystic ovarian syndrome, and I can relate a lot to that. Um, and I've even had women with fertility issues as well. So that's something I'm really passionate of, on helping with. Also, again, kind of relating to some, you know, the hormonal balance. Right. Um, and I've, I love working too with people with digestive issues because I can relate. I think all these things, I can relate to almost everything, really. I <laughs> unfortunately, mean, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> or unfortunately, I guess right. you're led down a path for a certain reason. There's blessings in that. 
Um, so yeah, and I actually have quite a few clients with autoimmune issues. Um, and of course I can relate to that too. (laughs) Um, so it's, it's definitely very enjoyable to help folks in this way. And you also recently published a book. Can you tell us about that? Oh, sure. So that's, um, the rheumatoid arthritis cookbook, of course, geared towards those with rheumatoid arthritis, um, tons of recipes in there to help those with that condition, but, um, definitely it can relate to other autoimmune conditions, you know, multiple sclerosis and, and really any other autoimmune issue that someone is going through. Um, but this was my, um, my guidelines really to help someone with that condition. So there's definitely lots of great anti-inflammatory recipes, um, removing certain foods from the diet that can be big triggers for those with autoimmune conditions. Mm-hmm. And I like the resources that you have at the end and then like the clean 15 and the, you know, there's just a lot of great, um, you know, resources even in the back that I thought were super, super helpful to oh, have all you. kind of all, you know, together. So I really think it's a fantastic cookbook. I wanted to make sure we bring that up and Thank and you. maybe you know even talk about it more in the, a little bit. So yeah, sounds um, great. So you mentioned um, about treating women and the the um, the autoimmune conditions. Are there any other types of conditions you can help people with, or any other? Um, things you can, I mean, I know you treat women, men and children, if you can kind of talk a little bit about that. Yeah. So I would say I don't necessarily just focus on one area in my practice. Mm -hmm. You know, I always have been told like, you have to find that, that focus, but I think I enjoy so many different areas that it's hard to narrow in. Um, and I really do work with those of all ages, you know, even kids. Um, so being a mother of a 10 month old, I, Kids are our future, you know, so I'm very passionate about helping moms and also, you know, then that escalates, I think, to the children and the rest of the family being healthier Mm -hmm. as well. So, um, you know, I I have also, you know, work with people with sleep issues, um, again, even males with hormonal imbalances, um, autism, Lyme disease, yeah. So weight issues. So it kind of ranges from, I guess you could say less serious, if you will, you know, with the weight issue to um, a chronic, a very serious chronic health condition, such as, you know, autism, Lyme disease. Um, and I really think, you know, the reason I feel that I can help with these issues is because it's always about finding what is interfering with the physiology hmm. of the body. And our body, I just value our the human body so much. I'm sure you can relate being a physical therapist, all the training you've had is it's an amazing machine Mm. and it knows what to do and it knows how to heal, but we have to remove the interferences. So my goal when I'm working with anyone is what are those interferences? What are the toxins that they're exposed to? Mm. We live in a pretty toxic world. You know, I guess it might be dramatic maybe to say we're all toxic. (laughs) We all need cleanup. And I think of it, I'm a very visual learner. I think of filling up a bathtub. And if you, you, you don't open the drain up, it just keeps filling, filling, filling. So these toxins just keep building, building, building. If you don't support the body in the right way, if you don't support the liver, if you don't support the kidneys, how are we going to get these toxins to get out of the body? So with anyone, 
it is about finding those interferences. Mm -hmm. And um, I use a a type of testing called autonomic response testing developed by a German physician, Dr. Dietrich Klinghart, to identify what are these interferences? How do we kind of help open somebody up to healing? And Mm -hmm. I find that to just be pretty profound. The reason I use that is because it worked for me to help with my health issues and to narrow in on what I needed to work on. Um, so a long, long answer there, but really I feel like definitely it can, can help with a lot of different issues that people are experiencing. Well, I think people think clinical nutritionist, when would I go to see one? Oh, I have a weight issue. I want to lose weight. And like we've talked about, that is one part of your practice, but it sounds like it's actually a minority of the practice, just optimizing health, feeling good, feeling energetic, getting rid of some of the, sim- the negative symptoms, health you know, problems that they have is more your forte. And um, I like how your practice, and you already talked, you know, touched a little bit about that with the testing from Dr. Klinghart, is that his name? Correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that it's very, very personalized. You know, that's what Mm -hmm. I really appreciate of what you bring to the table. It's not like, come see me and we're going to count calories and we're going to, it's not at all about that. It's, it's Mm -hmm. way bigger and way, like I said, more personalized for each individual person. Is this one food or something irritating your body right now? Right. Right now. How are we doing? So in that, if you can talk a little more about your way of nutritional counseling, like describing us, um, you know, what would a visit be like? How would, you know, what could a person expect when they come to see you? Um, or yeah, and this is a lot, but you know, your treatment philosophy, your style of care, you've kind of touched on some of that, but yeah. Um, I think definitely, like I was saying, it, it focuses on where's the inflammation, where are those toxins, what do we need to clean up in that person's life? And it is very individualized because I've had people where we're working on sleep first. Yeah. Because if we're not sleeping enough, that's a huge inflammatory load on the body Mm -hmm. is not getting sleep. I actually had someone else, we had to work on time management with her to start. I mean, it's so different for everybody. Um, Mm. So while yes, we're working, of course, on the nutrition, it's a very holistic approach. And that's my philosophy is the paperwork I've folks complete really looks at all these different areas and signals to me, okay, where do we, what do we need to work on? And, and the other token as well, it's not about fixing everything at once. Mm -hmm. So my approach also is to be almost like a coach Mm -hmm. as well. So I do have a significant health coaching background, which has been so wonderful to implement with my folks because I realize nobody wants to feel like they're, you know, being scolded at, (laughs) um, they need to be guided and we also need to do things kind of when we're ready. Mm -hmm. Um, I look back, it's taken me years to work on my health and there were certain things I was ready to do and other things came in time. So by coaching my folks too, I feel like that helps us collaborate together on like, okay, we're ready for this. Let's work on this for our next visit. Mm -hmm. You know, baby steps I think are important as well. Um, so as far as the consultation. Um, it does take normally about two hours. Um, the reason being it takes time to get to know someone and what they're going through. I just don't understand how you can have a 15 minute office visit at a doctor's office and expect to get things really addressed and get to the root cause. So it does take some time and it does take me time, of course, to do that testing I was mentioning, autonomic response testing. And that helps us kind of narrow in on the individualized plan Mm -hmm. as well, which is always different 
for everybody. Um, it, it, because we're all individuals right. as well. Right. So yeah, just taking a good holistic approach and getting to know the person and what their main concerns are. And you're singing my song because that is exactly what I strive for and I look for, you know, it's not just the absence of disease, it's the presence of wellness. Mm-hmm. And so you're talking about like the 15 minute um, consultation. How does anyone do a good job, you know, and, and yeah. uh, or how can you get a full entire picture of any person? And then speaking yeah. to the, the health coaching background and the health coaching, I think is so important too, because even if mm-hmm. we take the time to identify everything our patients need to work on, if we don't then first address the barriers for them meeting that, you know, mm-hmm. not setting them up for success. And like you said, they don't yeah. want to fail. They want to achieve what they need, but we need to kind of meet them where they're at. And the baby steps I think is so powerful. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. How often do you normally follow up with a patient or what, what does that look like? Um, yeah, that varies too, but okay. typically there are some frequent follow-ups at first, as you can imagine, changing your diet, changing anything, I like to kind of keep tabs on someone to make sure we're moving forward. So usually I would do after consultation, you know, a weekly visit, Mm -hmm. maybe another one as well before we start spacing them out to Mm -hmm. every two to three weeks and then getting out to monthly, you know, obviously the, the less frequent we see each other, I think the better, you know, because that's a sign that we're moving forward and you don't need such accountability from me. But, um, at first, yeah, it's pretty frequent. And then we space those out until we, you know, get to that comfortable place of a maintenance phase where some of those issues are really starting to be addressed or have been addressed that we're comfortable, um, not seeing each other as frequently. Yeah. And so in the beginning, you said the the first visit will be two hours. What are the follow-up visits? How long do they usually last? Usually it's at least 45 minutes, 45 minutes, maybe even up to an hour, Mm -hmm. um, for the follow-ups. Okay. So now you had mentioned about the toxicity of our world and that we're all toxic. Um, can you go a little more into that as far as what are some things that cause that toxicity or what are we dealing with that we have to undo? Yeah. Well, for starters, the air we breathe, (laughs) (laughs) the water we drink. I mean, these are huge toxins nowadays. Um, so that's why I think we're all in a way, you know, toxic and the food we eat huge piece. Are we eating processed food day in and day out? Or in my case, just foods that I was sensitive to, you Mm -hmm. know, that I, I thought were healthy, you know, but we're we're toxic to my body. They Mm -hmm. were inflaming my body. Mm -hmm. Um, environmental toxins. Are we painting all day? Are we a painter or a hairstylist? There's a Mm -hmm. lot of chemicals and products now that we have to be aware of. Mm -hmm. And that is something I came to realize is, you know, being aware of beauty products that we use even. Um, a hairstylist that I know, she's very passionate about organic products. And I believe she said, you know, we use, women use on average, maybe like 20 to 30 products a day. I believe it. And I was like, wow, but when you really do add it up, yes, that's mm-hmm. true. And imagine all those different chemicals in there mm-hmm. that we're putting on our body, that's going right into our body. So, um, you know, again, when someone's ready to start cleaning up their beauty products, I think that's a great thing. Um, Maybe someone's not ready to start there and that's okay, but it is important to be aware of that can be a toxic load that we're experiencing also. Mm -hmm. 
So. Yeah, so you can spend money in one way and, and do all these things, but then you can also spend money by, or save money, I should say, and, and cut some of this stuff cut out. Cut it like, out, yeah. Like things that we don't even, I remember when I learned, oh, I don't need shave gel. That blew my mind. Right. Like, I can use soap to shave. <laughs> I was like, what? And great, yep. it's like one less thing in the shower that we need to deal with. And, yeah. you know, face wash, I've been kind of changing that. And yeah, it's it's kind of funny on my on my road to being even more crunchier than I, I know <laughs> it's a process you know yeah. you know I'm surprised I got to this point you know I wouldn't right. imagine it five years ago 10 years ago um the good news is there's great products out there now yeah. that really do a great job that are a little less toxic mm-hmm. and I think we've come a long way with that stuff so you don't have to feel like you're not getting a good quality product you can definitely get something cleaner that's still great quality and about the same price, yeah. maybe even cheaper. Maybe you can even make some stuff yourself down the road. Right, right. Um, now, so thinking about <clears throat> in an ideal world, we've cut as many toxins out as we can. Say we have pretty clean healthcare products, household cleaning products, um, or beauty care products, I should say. Mm-hmm. Um, so do you think for optimal health, do we need to be taking still some like supplements or, and I'm not talking just like omegas and vitamin D and, mm-hmm. and um, like a multivitamin or what, whatever equivalent to that. Right. Do um, like, it, like some of you are talking about like the liver support that this now, is that something that we all really in essence need or can we get it? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yes, uh, like, yeah, like, do we not need that if, if we're doing everything else just right or how do you feel? Honestly, I think we all need to be on what's called a binder. Okay. And this, the job of those is to bind to toxins to get them out of the body. I think even when you're cleaning up a lot of stuff, Mm -hmm. there's still probably stuff that we just constantly need to kind of keep things moving out. Right. Um, It can vary though on what binder someone needs. And Mm -hmm. and when I say binder, again, it's kind of like a mop cleaning up toxins. That's how they work. And it could be chlorella, it could Mm -hmm. be a charcoal, clay, um, a zeolite Mm -hmm. um, powder. Those are just examples of ones. And there's also binders that work for environmental toxins, where I've seen if someone has maybe put a hair product on their hair, they may test is needing that binder at that period of time in their life. So um, I think it's really absolutely everybody should be on something like that to just kind of keep cleaning up the terrain. Right. Um, And then sometimes, you know, we do need to add in that extra liver support or kidney support. Um, It really just depends on that individual. I will say I do feel like when the nutrition is pretty spot on, that I see less of those supplements needed good because the body is so much better supported. Mm-hmm. But again, just because even when we're cleaning up the beauty products and all of that, there's still, again, that air, water, we drink, we may, you know, go somewhere and get exposed to something and we can just do the best we can right. in our own environment. Yeah. But there's just always going to be some, some totally. toxic load. But again, I think less is needed for sure. Mm-hmm. When you can control those things, you can your nutrition, get your sleep, yeah, et cetera. Yeah, that's great. Um, what are some symptoms that women you treat seem to have nowadays? Are there things that you know a lot of people, a lot of women specifically, um, are dealing with or... Yeah, I think I think the hormone imbalance is definitely a key one. I see quite a few women coming in with 
um, hormones, whether they be synthetic or bioidentical, which are more natural hormones. Mm-hmm. Um, in my experience, though, what really needs to happen is that cleanup process, mm. getting the toxic load down. Yeah. I have seen women not need their hormones in time. And that's obviously something they need to also address with their doctor as far as reducing those, getting off of those. But just from the work we've done, cleaning up the toxic load allows the hormonal system to work like it should. It takes off that load. And sometimes they're just amazed and they're scared to go off these hormones they've been on a while. But um, again, their body knows what to do and maybe in certain cases they still need those or a reduced amount Mm -hmm. but i have seen it possible where we can reduce um sometimes thyroid medications or again those synthetic bioidentical hormones um so definitely that that imbalance um maybe going through menopausal symptoms um fatigue and hot flashes and i've seen again when we balance hormones Mm -hmm. with nutrition and good supplementation they have improvements. Um, I feel like sleep issues are very prevalent in women yeah. and everybody really, um, <laughs> even kids, which kills me because they need yeah. their sleep so much. Yeah. Um, but I definitely feel like women suffer from that and weight issues. I've had a few that are actually, they come in, their diets are pretty good. We have to make some tweaks there, but um, they might be you know, struggling with that weight loss. And even with a great diet, we're trying to figure out, well, what, what could be that missing piece? What else do you need to work on? And, um, for, for example, I did have a client who as a child was exposed to chemicals from, you know, a shop that her parents owned Mm. and a car shop or what kind of shop? Um, it was actually like fragrances, like Uh candles and things like that. So, you know, we questioned whether that Mm. disrupted, hormones and if you have good hormone balance it makes weight loss way way easier a good healthy body is going to lose weight so you know these were things that we had to look at for her yeah on top of the nutrition what are in case people don't know what are some symptoms of hormone imbalance what could they say oh yeah that's me maybe i have hormone imbalance. yeah so it could be a, a weight issue possibly um sleep issue um, menstruation issues, maybe, um, periods are irregular, um, or maybe even heavy periods, just Mm -hmm. something that's not normal really. Mm -hmm. Um, I think too, even fatigue can be a sign as well. Okay. And when you were mentioning about being on synthetic hormones is just to clarify, is that for women who already have gone through menopause or we're saying even younger people? Um, yeah, good question. The, the ones I've had on that have come in with the on those have gone through menopause okay yeah just mm-hmm. to just to make sure i was understanding yep okay and how you mentioned your um 10 month old little boy who is so adorable um <laughs> how has your childbirth and motherhood experiences um influenced your practice or has it oh absolutely um life-changing <laughs> in a good way you know obviously you know time is is pulled of course from from things um, but I will say, I think the the best thing is to be able to relate to mothers, to mm-hmm. women. I have a whole new appreciation for women carrying a baby, going through pregnancy. You don't realize how challenging that is until you actually go through it. And also just giving birth and, and being a mom and like caring for this baby. It's just unreal. And then, you know, the whole breastfeeding and 
I mean, you're, you're responsible for feeding that child. That's just unreal. Mm -hmm. So I think what has really been amazing is I've been humbled, I think, by working with women I can relate to. I'll give you an example. I had a, a client and she was just not feeling good the first trimester. Mm. If I didn't go through that myself, I would have been like, you just need to eat this way. Yeah, <laughs> You just need to do it. But by going through it myself and realizing the nausea, yes. just certain foods you just cannot eat. Mm -hmm. And I was so frustrated being a nutritionist. And here I am like, I need to be eating my vegetables, well, there were just certain things. I couldn't even go to the grocery store. Wow. I just was so like appalled by food. <laughs> I couldn't cook things. I just couldn't do cook, cooked vegetables uh, for weeks. Wow. And I reached out to a naturopathic physician that I really admire, Jolene Brighton. She's just great for women's health issues. And um, I followed a lot of her stuff. She's very inspiring. She actually wrote me and said, Caitlin, reach out to me in a couple of weeks. Don't be so hard on yourself. Here's a couple of tips. And I really felt better about it. Mm -hmm. I was like, you know what? This is going to pass, I think. I hope. Time limited, yeah. And it did. And so that helped me relate to this client in particular to tell her, it's okay. Yeah. You know, do the best you can. Just try to get in some good nutrition wherever you can, but don't beat yourself up about it mm -hmm. because it's probably going to pass in time. Um so I really, I realized, you know, you have the best of intentions, but it's just not going to be perfect. So I feel like the whole process just made me, um, you know, be a little bit more humble and, and realize it's not that easy. Well, and what you said really struck a chord with me about working with women to get their health improved or on point. And then from there, I mean, not only they're going to you know, feel better themselves, they're taking care of their family better, their cup is full, they're just energized. But mm -hmm. then they also realize, okay, you know, this is how we should be living. And then, you know, trickle down effect to their children's health. And then, you know, and then the kids just start learning, this is how we care for our bodies. This is how we take care of ourselves. We don't need to have fluff or nutter sandwiches. You know? Right, right. <laughs> you know, like, exactly. They don't grow up on that like I did, you know, and right, so, right. Um, yeah, and it just kind of is going to be this trickle-down effect of, of just kind of health going down the generation. So mm -hmm. I think it's so, so powerful. Um, talking about time and, and babies and how, how do you balance everything with, you know, business owner, mom? Yeah, um, it's not always easy, but I think, number one, I've had to throw perfectionism out the window. Mm. And I tend to be a perfectionist. And, you know, that's just going to stress me out more. So there are just some days that not everything gets done. Yeah. I do like to make a, a to-do list. I try to make it realistic. Yeah. And that so way I've like three things or 10 or tw how many, you know, you maybe I'll put five on there tops, you yeah. know, of like, I want to get these five things done today. And this is realistic. And honestly, it could be as simple as cleaning the kitchen, <laughs> no, <laughs> starting the laundry. Yeah. You know, you got to feel accomplished because otherwise you're just going to feel like you're running a rat race. Yes. And some sometimes days. I, my, one of my lists is to shower. <laughs> yes. <You> know? <laughs> I did that before too. When it's, they're little, when they're really little, it's like, yes. I took a shower today. Yay me. Yeah, exactly. I mean, little things, anything you want to put on there, yeah. just cross it off and you'll feel good about that. Mm -hmm. So that's what I have to do. And so I've just had to let some things go and try to live in the present moment. I know my little guy is just growing so fast and I have to just enjoy the, the minutes as much as I can with him. Mm -hmm. While also, of course, being there for my clients too. 
Um, so trying to manage time the best that I can to do lists and throwing out perfectionism have been key. <laughs> I, think that's, I think that is key because I think, you know, to, to be a mom and then to run your own business, there are a lot of people I see, even in my practice, we seem to be perfectionists. So we have yeah. this level of, you know, standard that we try to keep ourselves to that we just, we really need to give ourselves some wiggle room, I think, and some grace. And I, I do think that's yeah, important. Exactly. What resources have you found since becoming a mom that maybe, you know, you started sharing with your clients? Is there anything that comes to mind that? Yeah, a couple that I've saved because I knew it would be helpful for others um, was actually some breastfeeding videos that my midwife and doula sent to me mm. that really helped me a lot with breastfeeding. So I love to, to share those. Um, there was a great article I read too on tips to help with nausea for moms that are, you know, pregnant experiencing that. So I've shared that with some of my clients just to give them some ideas to help them get through that time if they experience that. And I too love wellness mama. Um, I, I don't know if you've ever checked out her website. I have. I've went, so she is good. Do you recommend her? I like some of her stuff. Yeah. Like she, I just read an article yesterday about if you, you know, can't breastfeed anymore or you just can't, you know, there is, um, like a, a formula that you can make that she recommended on there. And so she's directing you to some other good resources. Mm -hmm. And I did like her um, book she has on more natural pregnancy. Great. Um, she has recipes in there and just kind of guides you through week through week through week of your pregnancy yeah. um, of how big the baby is. It's just a more natural um, take yeah. on pregnancy, childbirth. Um, and I think she's very non-judgmental yeah. as well. Like, and that's, I think a thing I learned too, is we go in having this mindset about what we want our birth to be like yes. and what kind of mom we want to be. And, you know, you just, sometimes you just deal with the cards that are handed to you. You just yeah. don't always have a hundred percent control of, you know, is, of certain things when it comes to birth. Mm -hmm. And I realized that as well. Like in my mind, I had always been like, I'm never going to have a C-section, but you know what? You might, yes. it might just come down to that path. You hope it doesn't, but I had to accept that that could happen. And also had to realize that I needed to just, if that did happen, I needed to be at peace with that right? as well. So you just never know. Some things just may come up. <laughs> yeah, that's so true. Would you mind sharing a little bit about your, um, your delivery or your experience? I know you, you didn't have a a quote unquote traditional experience, but yeah. Um, well, my husband and I both had decided that a home birth is what we wanted to do. Um, and I realized everybody has their own preferences for me. That just felt right. I've never been one that's, um, thrilled about being at a hospital. I just get really stressed out and, and anxious over that. And I had done a lot, a lot of research before and know, you know, a few people have had home births and had wonderful experiences. Do you mind me oh, sharing yeah, yeah. that? Amanda, I you did. So you were definitely an inspiration to <laughs> me. You. Um, very much so. Um, and it was amazing. I mean, I just, you know, I could cry thinking about it. You know, I just watched our video. We had a, a birth photographer there who created oh. a video and like every day for the, f the first month after my guy was born, I watched a video and cried and cried and cried because it was so beautiful Wow! and it was just really peaceful. He, yeah. we were able to have him born in the water and, um, 
you he know, was really late though too. When when did you end up delivering? Like yeah, he was over two weeks late. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and he was healthy, and everything went smoothly. It really great. did. And so you know, if you're saying hearing the word home birth, like oh my gosh, that sounds so unsafe. I felt so safe. My husband, he, he felt he never freaked out at all during the whole process. We had a doula there who is absolutely wonderful. And our midwife is like a mom to us who we still keep in touch with. And, um, that is just the relationship I wanted to have with who is delivering Mm. our baby. And it was really wonderful. He came out very calm and I just love being at home. Like yes. it was, I hardly slept. They kept telling me I had to sleep and I thought I would just totally zonk out after going through birth and labor, you yeah. know, but, um, I was so just the, the hormones really just come rushing in where you're just like elated with the birth of this baby. Mm. And I just wouldn't imagine doing it any other way. If, if I can yeah. have another home birth, I totally would do it Yeah, that way. Well, and just the fact that you were allowed to go, you know, two weeks post date. I mean, it's just a guest date anyway. And so many women, Mm -hmm. I think, just are bullied in. Oh, my gosh, you're on your due date. And then they, you know, are inducted or they, you know, they're just forced into things they may not want. So, but like you said, we we don't really have complete control. But, you know, with the home birth, maybe a little more so, I felt. Yeah. Yeah. It was getting close to where I would have to do an induction, I guess a more natural induction, if you can call it that. And that was actually going to happen the next day because we were really getting to that point of not being able to have a home birth because he was becoming, you know, there's more risks, of course. But he came that day before, thank goodness. So I didn't have to go through with that. But you're right. Our midwife was really respectful of our decision um, and, you know, kind of said, okay, let's give it just a couple more days because things were looking really good fluid Mm -hmm. level. And, you know, we were getting him checked regularly at the doctor's office. Um, so we were fortunate enough to be able to wait a little bit longer until he was ready. Yeah. That's that's (laughs) awesome. Now switching gears or not switching gears really, but back to, um, thinking about prevention. I just Mm -hmm. believe so strongly in prevention and my hope with this podcast in part is to, you know, share some knowledge that my guests have um, with the listeners to mm-hmm. help them prevent issues from coming in, you know, mm-hmm. realize what resources they have to treat when they do have issues, but also to prevent further issues or further dysfunction or, you know, disease mm-hmm. or whatever. So, um, you know, what are some of your general prevention tips or, you know, if there's anything that you recommend women do to, to try to help avoid problems down the road. Yeah. Um, nutrition wise, I think number one, just reducing the white sugar in your diet, um, wherever you can, it is not easy. And I am a sugar addict. I need to do that more. I do. Um, so they do say for women, no more than 25 grams of added sugar for the day. That does not include fruit. Fruit is considered natural sugar. And like dates, that's, that's natural, right? Dates would be natural sugar. Okay. Um, so, you know, if you have a flavored yogurt, how much sugar is added to that? That could right. be like dessert where maybe you could have an apple and small almonds instead as a snack. You know, so simple replacements that you can find to make it easy on yourself. I think that's a key thing. Right. But I just feel like the white sugar just, does so wreaks so much havoc you know on our hormone balance like we've been talking a lot about today mm. weight issues you you name it it just totally disrupts the physiology of the body and from what i've read that we actually use up nutrients to digest 
white sugar. So you can make yourself more deficient in magnesium, which is a great mineral we need to help with regular bowel movements, sleep, et cetera. We, you know, so many things. Yeah. Um, so I think that's a huge one. Um, and along those lines, reducing processed foods in the diet, I suggest looking at the ingredients of anything that you buy that has a package just to see how many ingredients are in here. Can Mm -hmm. I pronounce them even? Mm -hmm. Um, You know, is there a really long list? Those are keys that there's probably, you know, artificial flavorings or or preservatives in there or food dyes, et cetera. Um, So I think that's a huge thing. And and along those lines, having just real food the most you can. An avocado is an avocado, an apple is an apple. You don't even have to read a label. So just switching over to more of a whole food-based diet, real food, one-ingredient foods, I think is definitely going to help you prevent a lot of diseases because you've got the nutrients coming in. And those the components in those foods help our liver to detox, yes. you know, help our body function like it needs to. If you looked at, I, I'll tell my folks, if you looked at the metabolic cycle, mm-hmm. we would be amazed at all that's going on there. All those enzymes, they need nutrients to run. Mm. So we can't expect the body to just run well without feeding it the proper fuel. Right. Um, would you put the wrong gas in your car and expect it to run great? Of course not. So how can we put junk in and expect it to run great? So, and, um, you know, not to get overwhelmed with that, but start where you can. Um, I will share with you all listening that, again, I was a sugar addict. So what they did for me was the first week, I had to remove added sugar until 10 a.m. That was it. Yeah. Didn't have to worry about the rest of the day. Then the next week was till 12 p.m. Mm. The next week was till 2 p.m. The next week was till 5 p.m. Now, in my mind, I knew I had to avoid it completely. Right. I knew that it wasn't doing me any good, but I didn't feel like a failure then. Mm. And, you know, it depends how you want to do it. For me, I was trying to avoid the, the bad withdrawal. Right. from that as well and to just find replacements slowly. Yeah. That worked really well for me. So you can do things as slow as you need to. I had one gentleman who was having a high sugar load for breakfast, orange juice, mocha drink, sugary cereal, and just even a few days per week, he started to add more protein into that breakfast Mm. and cut out one of those sugary sources. He also improved an afternoon snack from being like a granola bar that was processed to an apple or another kind of just whole food. He lost 10 pounds in a month. Wow. And he was counting calories. He was staying within his calories, but it was a quality of food that he was eating. And the best part was he was so encouraged. And that's what will keep building you up is the encouragement. And that's going to motivate you that this doesn't have to be a drastic weight loss program. This is changing your lifestyle right? one step at a time so that it sticks. Because why even bother if it's not something you can maintain for the next year or five years? You're right. And you when know? it's too harsh, too quickly, too much, too soon, it, yeah, I mean, you just, you go through withdrawal, you have actual physical symptoms of, mm-hmm. hey, you're doing the wrong thing. I'm starving. I need this. I'm craving that. Oh, yeah. Right. It just makes it that much harder to stick with. And then when you feel like crap, or as if you do it slowly, like you said, avoid mm-hmm. or with, you know, decrease the withdrawal symptoms then it's like okay i'm starting to feel like i have more energy i'm sleeping but i mean it's just that good snowball so that's that's awesome and i think if we're talking about moms that are listening here um you know little steps is probably gonna be key so you're not overwhelmed with all the other responsibilities Mm -hmm. and one thing i do love to try to get um to folks before they're even pregnant like 
preconception care, like starting this process before you even maybe even have the thought of being pregnant. Maybe it's years before to just get in that routine if you can. But if you haven't, just start slow. And if you're already a mom and just want to make changes, just maybe pick one or two things that you can start doing that's easy for you. Yeah, Yeah. it's great. What inspires you? Oh, you know, I think um, my clients, they're just awesome. They, you know, I see them take these steps forward and they get better. And it's just so inspiring to see, you know, I always joke, even if I can help one person live a better life, I'm thrilled with that because that's one person and maybe that affects their family and other people too. So that's a huge, huge um, inspiration for me. And the work from other practitioners, I listen to some of these um, podcasts, webinars, and I hear the story of some of these practitioners and it sounds similar to what I went through. Yeah, They're doing their work because of what they went through. So I think my own health story sometimes inspires me to keep going too, because I sometimes have to remind myself well, I did it and I know that I can help them do it. Right. You know, I can help people as long as they want to help themselves right. and put in those steps. So I think the work that others are doing keeps me going too to hear their stories and how they're helping people in a natural way and, yeah. you know, what I've gone through as well. Well, you, I'm lucky to call you a friend. And oh. I have to say that <laughs> you <here>. are a <laughs> huge, huge source of inspiration for me and a resource as oh, well. Thank you. And, and I've told people this too, when I was in PT school, not, you know, super long ago, but long enough, (laughs) (laughs) I guess long enough, um, you know, we were learning that RA rheumatoid arthritis and, and autoimmune conditions like that, you know, you you get it, you're done. Diabetes, you're done. Where now we know, I mean, you cured Mm -hmm. your RA. No, you're not going back to the old eating pattern, but you do not have symptoms. You do not have things to worry about Mm -hmm. from that disease because it's no longer active in your body. And that's hugely, you know, just Mm -hmm. incredible. And so learning that from people firsthand that I've know that have done this, Mm -hmm. just it's, it, it's so inspirational and, and incredible, just really wonderful. Well, thank you. Is there anything else you'd like to share with our listeners? Any other parting thoughts that, um, you know, just to kind of reinforce the piece of just start where you can and make some changes. Even if you feel like you don't have any significant health issues, I hear that a lot too. Oh, my lab works fine, but maybe there's still things you can improve on. Have fun with it. This Mm -hmm. is a journey. That's a key thing I've had to realize. Mindset is huge. Mm. Reframing negative thoughts is huge to keep us going, especially again, busy moms, you know, sometimes we're so tired and we're just negativity is in our mind right when we (laughs) wake up, like I'm so tired, I've got to do this and this and this, but try to find the joy in it, you know, and, um, the joy in life, gratitude, you know, just trying to have that positive thought process. Cause I realized that just has helped my clients, you know, make those changes and Mm. kind of embrace the journey of it all. Yeah. Every glass is either half full or half empty. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> like, no yeah, we have that choice. Yeah, totally. So what is the best way for people to contact you, find out more about your business or reach out to you? Um, probably my website, all the information's there. So it's www.truefoodandwellness.com, all spelled out, T-R-U-E. And um, there you can follow me on Facebook, Instagram, um, my email and phone number all there as well. And of course, always happy to speak with someone for a free 30 minute. Um, I call it like a meet and greet just to kind of hear what your concerns are to see if it's something I can help with to explain my process of doing things. And and we take it from there. 
Yeah, wonderful. Well, thank you so much for your time today. Oh, I'm thanks for so, having me. So grateful for having you in my life and on my podcast. So. Thanks, Amanda. <laughs> so much fun. And thanks for everybody for listening. <laughs>